Welcome to the GrassCast, the host of your show, Quab and Sean. Game on. Welcome to the GrassCast, show about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Sean. And I'm Quab. And on this episode, we're talking to John Donay, who's a friend of ours, a fellow software developer and a game enthusiast. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hey. Um, but before we start, we got to um, engage in our ultimate battle yeah, that, of wits yeah. and skill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are you prepared? I don't know. Are you I've, ready I've, to I've, rock? I've lost so many Are you times. ready to cut this thing <laughs> up? I'm very upset. Anyway, let's, let's just do it. Let's just do okay, it. Okay, ready? Yeah. One, two, two three, three papers. No! Yeah. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. This is great. This is like Fort Row UFC right here. <laughs> I'm back. So we're supposed to be keeping a tally of all the wins and losses. Yeah. But I think it's episode like five. Okay, okay, wait, wait, I, do I have to wait till it airs or can you tell me who's winning? Uh, we I don't know. We've I, lost track. I'm, I'm pretty sure I might be up by like one or two. There was a part when I was I was on an uphill yeah. trajectory right. and yeah. then I kind of started to fall yeah. back. It's, yeah, it's um, like real life stats. You guys are like making sure. Oh, yeah, there's there's another, another weird there's thing graphs. that's come out of this is just on the simple fact of, okay, if you were going to play that game with somebody, what would you call it? Uh, What, like rock, paper, scissors or meta rock, paper, scissors? No. <laughs> I mean, there's that. But there's also, there has been a growing debate now between you call order. It rock, paper, scissors or paper, scissors, rock. Oh, yeah, I would go rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, we'll that's, see. That's the correct. That sounds you like the correct one. Right. I'm not going to rehash an old conversation. Right. I'm just going to summarize by saying it sounds, paper, scissors, rock sounds better phonetically. It has a finality to the rock. Because when you say rock, everybody knows to bring out. I think the there's thing literally. That doing. Yeah, no, I think you might be. There's like a semant- There's like a phonetic difference. Like paper, scissors, rock. It's like there's rock. A there's flow. a finality. Yes. Like there's rock, a paper, it's more like flow. rock, paper, scissors. Because that's how you like, play the game. The game yeah. is played by saying the title. And the title right. is better said by saying paper, scissors, rock. It has a definite like connotation to it. I don't know which ones I like. And I, I know I'm in the minority. I know I'm in the resistance, <laughs> but that's fine. I, I I like how open you are, John. Yeah. <laughs> also, do you, do you know how we're gonna get way more open than this? We're, we're trying to collect uh, ways to say paper scissors, rock paper scissors, or paper scissors rock in different languages. So far, we've got oh yeah, oh yeah, French and Esperanto. That's not scissors. So. Oh, okay. So, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting it's a like French accent. It's like, I promise. Just yeah, yeah, confidence. Yeah. That's all French. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now we have now we have uh, angry French accent. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Now the rest it. of the podcast comes up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now that we got that out of the way. Um, Very important. Yeah. So welcome, John, again. Thank you. Um, so I'm just going to start off by saying like the, the thing that we funny enough have in common. Oh, yeah. Is that every day we wake up. Put on our clothes, and uh, we, we hope so. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, as far as I know, yeah. And we cross an international border to go to work. We are border boys. Border boys. <laughs> Why did we call this podcast? I know. Boys? Or <laughs> it, 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 it said boys of the border, which sounds better. Boys <laughs> of the border. Oh, border uh, boys. That's good. That's yeah, what you call it. Episode yeah, boys. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, every day we cut. We, we cross the Canadian mm-hmm. U.S. border to to work in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Which is very close to Windsor, and Quab uh, and I work for a company. Yeah, and John also works for a company. Yes, yeah. we all work for companies. <laughs> working for companies is great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, all, we're all software developers yep. working in Detroit. So, I mean, I've been doing it for like five months. Quab's mm. been on it for like two, uh, two weeks. weeks two weeks. Baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John, how long have I've you been, been at, doing it? I'm at my current place for two years now. So. Two years? Yeah, it's been. 
been a long time. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. how do you how do you like the experience so far? It's great. Uh, Office is really like. Do you guys want me to get real specific? Or like, it's up to um, you. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I work at Amazon. There's a little Detroit Amazon office, and I'm just start plugging out. We're recruiting. No, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it's yeah, it's um, it's great. Like that. So the cool thing is that like you know Amazon's a big company, and so there's like a lot of you know it's bureaucratic sometimes but mm-hmm. the detroit office is smaller so there's like you know two three hundred mm-hmm. people and it's like Whoa. you know it just it's nice to get that like kind of smaller town feel to the office hmm. than you you know have small to... town amazon exactly yeah. so <laughs> detroit you know <laughs> making the d great again yeah, and yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. like yeah. any like do you how do you feel about like the actual crossing process like having to cross a border right every day? That's actually so. That's uh, it's funny because it used to really bother me, but yeah. like eventually you just kind of like it becomes almost like an unconscious competency, right. and you just do yeah. it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's interesting because I've been thinking about like because I'm new, I'm right. fresh, I'm a fresh little baby boy, boy, um, <laughs> fresh border boy. <laughs> <laughs> but like the meta game of like it, it's it's just like right now I'm trying to get to the point where I'm just like so bored that the border guards are like it's fine. Yeah, he's and, too and, bored and, to and, be smuggling anything. Yeah, like, and they're uh, bored too. Like right, and right. eventually probably all know the border guards like yeah. we're gonna see each yeah. other probably every working day for a while you know so. yeah i had a border guard yell at me the other not yell at me but like just i was in i was in line <laughs> to get uh you know to get processed and i was on my phone and he's like quit it with the candy crush in the lineup over there <laughs> <laughs> so like they, okay. they seem to have a sir i was humor. watching porn i'll have you know <laughs> I was no candy crush. <laughs> Well, okay, was it Disney's Emoji Blitz? It because, was, yes. Yeah, okay, that's not Candy Crush. <laughs> it's a completely no, different but game. I wasn't going to get into that debate. Because <laughs> I'm in a... Well, they yeah. already mentioned zone. that debate because sometimes they like to fuck with you and I think it's like... Oh, oh they are yeah. bored. It's part yeah, of their job. Exactly. It's part bored. of like, yeah. Right, it's like they're trying to like egg you on a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure like if, you know, like, I don't know, maybe somebody's smuggling drugs to get a little oh, friendly. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like that Coke I got him at. And it's like, whoop, we got you. Yeah. Like, I think it must be a strategy because like freaking the one day he's like, I'm crossing, you know, like knocked out. I was like, I just rolled a bed, uh, yeah, yeah, through yeah. the border, mm-hmm. and this one guy's like, "All right, where are you going? Going to work? Okay, you pay, you pay all your tax. Okay, good. Um, wh- uh, serious question: What's your favorite beer?" And I'm like, "What the?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, okay." Oh, is there a wrong answer? Yeah, it's like exactly. Do so I, I mean, I, well, American the funny part, beer? I guess there is, because like I was like, "Oh, there's this Windsor beer down." And he's like, "Get out of here." <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. So yeah, uh, should have picked with a Detroit beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> not yeah, the border. Yeah. Okay, that day. So. <laughs> Trick question: There are no Detroit. Beers. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so um is there do you want to do the intro story well we already talked about it so um <laughs> we have a I, I have a question that like yeah which we try i mean i mean that was an interesting thing but it was what am i what am i doing here i have no idea i don't know <laughs> completely derailed the shit. <laughs> sorry yeah, that's okay. it's natural this is what i'm good at this is what i'm good at <laughs> so i mean like basically like is there one interesting thing about you that people should know uh oh this is, this is a loaded question Uh-oh. i don't i Uh-oh. don't know i'm the one who added the question and i completely forgot the format of it no, this is actually i really don't good. know how to ask this this is like well one time when i was a child no um let's see uh yeah so i guess I'll, i guess i'll go with the like people listening to this more so than people that know me like my brain is like a little bit like random sometimes and okay something might like be with me and uh my girlfriend we, she, we both have this and it's really it's a really cool part of a relationship uh-huh. but uh, like she has you guys ever heard of synesthesia whoa yes yeah, yeah like, she actually has that like what? she's like we, it is so cool like yeah can we explain can you, oh yeah back up so for for everyone else uh synesthesia is this thing where um your senses get crossed with other parts of your brain yeah the wires in your brain yeah. Yeah. so it's 
like somebody was up there monkeying around. It's like came out of the, you know, the baby came out a little bit different. And it's for some reason like this wire's crossed with that wire. And like she can do this thing where like she can see, like when you imagine like something in your like mind, right? Mm-hmm. You can like, I can picture a box and like I can reason about that box. But when she does that, she can see the box. Okay. Like I'm sitting here looking at you guys. Like mm-hmm. I could make Sean purple if I had synesthesia and we can okay. just do this. So she's like, yeah, sometimes like it's funny too. Cause like she'll be like, you know, like sometimes you're being an idiot. I'll just like imagine something silly, and it's like it gives me a little chuckle. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so it's it's under your own control. Like yeah, like she. Oh. Well, what's interesting, right, is like again going back to that sort of conscious, unconscious competency thing. Like she, she's like it's mostly in control. But like if she becomes you know tired or like something's really upsetting mm-hmm. happening, it can kind of like fly out a little bit. Right. So like you can imagine that's a little distressing because it's yeah. like I'm you know upset and it's like shit's going on in my field of vision. I can't turn it off a little bit. So. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. But um, anyways, back to the thing about the, the the sort of I guess surprising thing is that like I think that's just super cool because my brain all goes to all sorts of crazy places too. So we'll just uh-huh. be talking about random shit and like I don't know. Sometimes I get myself into trouble. I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll be like you know like oh, good. this would be you know be a great workplace conversation. Let's dissect race and like gender right now. Let's go and like my team's like oh god. Oh, yeah, sweet so. fancy. Yeah, it should right. be a diagnosis of something like, yeah, don't worry about John. Yeah, he's, it's like, he's, a, he's got random brain. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> random brain. So I don't know. I guess that's kind of it. And like, you know, there's a, like on my team, for example, there's another guy who's a libertarian. So we also, oh, really that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, you know, obviously a little bit more left leaning Canadian. Yeah. So we, but oh, like, yeah. you know, like we, whatever. Like it's, it's cool. And like I enjoy that mm. really. I feel like it's, life's too interesting to not have random thoughts. Sometimes. Is it so, interesting? Okay, okay. Going on that, is it weird to be the, I don't know how many people, how many Canadians you have, but like small Canadian tingent in your mm-hmm. American office. Like, yeah, well, definitely. Get... We're um, like, so yeah, the office, but like 200 people. I think there's about 20 or maybe 25 Canadians now. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. That's not Yeah. Good. So, I mean, it's stuff like obviously there's still like the Canadian jokes, which like it's funny because there's this, it's funny because you guys, like you said, you're starting over there kind mm-hmm. of like newer. Um, it starts off with like there's this phase of like six stages of grief you go through kind of thing where it's like first you're like oh cool they like they're getting along with me to joke around then it's just like i'm tired of the canadian jokes we can stop this now. and then at some point you just embrace it and you're like that's right i'm wearing a floppy hat today uh just to paint a picture i came to this podcast wearing a floppy hat oh, yeah. like, we'll every... take a picture we yeah. will not yeah. Awesome. Yeah. so yeah i walk into work with that and everybody's like yep that guy's a canadian so uh, now you're yeah. wearing a proud okay exactly Sweet. yeah <laughs> I mean, with the situation in the States right now, it's uh, anything different is kind of a positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> staying in the happy zone. Staying in the happy yeah. zone. Yeah, yeah. All right. The happy head. <laughs> um, so what can you recall your first game that you ever played or first gaming experience? That, that like you, ooh, that you left had? an impression on Something you. Something that like, you earliest, know, that's, yeah. yeah earliest, earliest memories of like that's, a game. So that's really be a board game, video game. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. That's actually really interesting because so uh, my dad, so I got into software engineering because my dad uh, worked with computers all through the 80s. He went oh, back wow. to actually the University of Windsor as well, both, you know, mm. back in 82 or whatever it was. And he went up to Toronto and Ottawa. And when he was in Ottawa, he was working for this little company called Artec. Mm. And they uh, built games for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> so like, I yeah, like the, for me, games run real deep because like from the time I was like really young, he would be bringing games home so like yeah. for us to play. Uh, and it was literally like he would just be like, okay, we just were testing this code, so like give it cool. to the kids, let them like bang on this kind of oh. thing. And it was awesome because like there was this game, the one game I played a ton of, which is maybe a little embarrassing to admit, but I'm gonna say it anyways, uh, is Crystal's Ponytail. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing embarrassing about that. Yeah, that we, we both admitted to disney oh, awesome. okay great yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. so no it's yeah so uh, if you guys 
played Crystal Sporty Kill? I have no, not. Never, no, yeah, no. I what is it about? Heard of it. It's like, yeah, it's just kind of like is niche it game. based on anything, or is it's it... just uh, what it was. So like the market segment they were going for at the time was uh, Sega. You know, uh, I think they, it was like it was mid '90s. So Sega Genesis had been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Sonic was really big and everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, and a market segment Sega was trying to go for was like we want to get like you know like girls interested in games because yeah. there's a lot of little boys running around thinking sonic's really cool yeah yeah um and so i guess at the time they're just like what do girls like it's a bunch of like white men in a boardroom somewhere like mm. they're like ponies and pigs let's go make that <laughs> it's yeah like, crystal's ponies can't but the funny i mean they, the concept's a little like hammy but like the execution's actually pretty it's weird because it's like it's a it's almost like an indie game in a way like mm-hmm. because I um, heard of it yeah, like even the game mechanics are they're like a little weird, but like in a good way. Let, like, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. no, it's yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe I don't know after the podcast I can show you guys five seconds of it yeah, or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, no, it's uh, basically it's like it, it's like it's made for very small children as well. So like oh, okay, the okay. mechanics are incredibly simple. So it's basically you just go around collecting these crystals mm-hmm. and uh there's an evil witch and she captured captured all your pony friends. Okay. And you're gonna go save the ponies and so you have to collect the crystals release the ponies and then fight the witch at the end and it's just this like simple story it takes about an hour to play the game when you're good at it okay Maybe 30 minutes if you're really good <laughs> and um i played this game too much so <laughs> side complete side tangent um when i was in grade eight i got into like you know the playstation portable like the first oh yeah, yeah PSP. oh yeah, yeah that thing was awesome yeah i had it loaded up with like emulators and shit and so like Whoa. sega emulators like i'm putting crystal's ponies on this thing <laughs> And I went to high school one day, and everybody's just like, "Wow, okay, you decided, John." So that's kind of fun. So, yeah, that's kind of like, I guess like my probably one of my earliest gaming experiences. That, that is a great so, one. That yeah. was an amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I, we very... definitely have not got Christmas Yeah, yeah. So, gotta track that great. down. Uh, but that's um, interesting. Even like uh, talking about like the whole marketing of video games. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. A little bit of research I remember hearing, like just through Osmosis, was like. They had to choose, okay, video games, uh, what aisle are we going to put it in? Right. The boys or girls aisle. And, mm-hmm. like, I think of, like, a revisionist history of, like, what everything, the marketing, mm-hmm. everything would be if they just put it in the girls aisle. Like, right. Uh, like, like if Street Fighter was the girl game and Crystal's Ponytail was the boy game. Or like, it, this is, yeah. Yeah, like, or, just it would be a whole other alternate universe of, yeah. like, what the marketing would be. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, the games we would get out of that other universe. It's just, yeah, it was... Well, so I, just like that idea, like there's uh, another side tangent. I'm reading yeah, this, this book right show. now called uh, The Power. Have you guys heard about this no, book? No, what is it? It's re- this cool book. It's written in 2017. Uh, I forget the author, but um, yeah, basically the, the premise is basically um, there's this, like, you know how electric eels can emit electricity out of their body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the idea is that all women have this like secret, you know, like appendixes are just kind of like dead organs that don't do anything. It turns out that like, like female biology has this extra organ that men don't have. Yeah. And like this worldwide event happens and like they all basically become little Pikachus. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Flipping amazing. And I'm yeah tracking that. Yeah. And but then you take that, the book's just about that and the social change, but then you're like, what kind of games would they make in that? Oh. Like after you know, fifty years later, it's like I don't know. That's cool. That's wow. a cool world. Yeah, I'm down. I'm yeah, down for yeah. I, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. <laughs> I love the show. <laughs> right. Um, what was like the most recent game that you've played? Most recent? Oh, um, I just I installed something recently. Memory. Least been playing World of Warcraft, and then what mm-hmm. was I playing uh, before that? De- I played some Destiny, and then oh mm. no, it was this uh, little indie game called um, oh, what's it called? I could look it up on my Steam account, but uh, basically what it is is that uh, is it Planetary? It's not Planetary Annihilation, but anyways, it's this little indie game I got in my humble bundle, <laughs> and it's uh, you just have a little planet and you build rail guns, 
<laughs> and <laughs> you're trying to blow up you're in a little solar system with other planets you're all orbiting the, su- the sun so is there like orbital mechanics yeah, like yeah, where yeah, you yeah, shoot yeah. the real oh, exactly man, so they go like, this cool physics like, yeah, yeah yeah it was, it was <laughs> I, pl- I installed it over christmas and like i just it was per- the perfect game because um i was at my girlfriend's house and like her her family's really big on like you know family time so you know oh. i was like having those little like moments to like you know relax a little bit but yeah yeah so you get a little bit of downtime so boot it up for like 30 minutes like build some real guns shoot some planets and like <laughs> blow some stuff up it was, it was pretty good hmm that sounds nice good. Good. yeah that sounds yeah 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 Addictive. Yeah, we gotta find the the name because i think planetary annihilation was more like a more like a starcraft yeah. but like on a oh, actual yeah. sphere planet and like you could terraform i watched videos of it i never played it but right. it was <laughs> like yeah resource i don't know rts on like an actual spherical planet and like you could build it up so you could like be on a moon and have like like orbital that game was right, bananas right. but yeah this game that you're talking about sounds interesting yeah too. no and yeah like yeah so i think i was playing that recently and yeah and then i think maybe uh, i got city skylines in a bundle too so that's just okay. good good shit uh bevan's yeah. bevan's mentioned city skylines a couple times i think yeah, yeah he yeah. loves that game yeah i really need to check that one out we're getting a good nod great um so i don't want to assume but i want to ask like would you then consider yourself a gamer and how do you feel more mm-hmm. specifically about like that title gamer that's really interesting um because i oh, I think I, if somebody, if I was in a group of people and they all identified as gamers and they'd be like, you're a gamer too. I'd be like, oh, that's fine. You can apply that label to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'd like walk around and describe myself as a gamer. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this kind of, it's interesting you mentioned the marketing thing. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, that's kind of, I think about myself in like marketing terms a lot of the time. Oh, where, what demographic you feel? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. like uh, when I was younger, this was kind of like, you might consider it spineless list, you know, like when I was, you know, trying to fit in a group of kids, I might like mm. change my, you know, oh, you know, behavior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put on different hats for different people yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But as I get older, it's more just, I think it's like a subtler thing where it's just like, I want to be understood very clearly. So uh, if I'm in a group, like if I'm in a group of people and I call myself a gamer is useful, I will do that because, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to give me the idea. If I'm at work and like everybody's talking about like, you know, the, how U of M just beat state yesterday. I'm mm. like, I'll be like, yeah, cool football. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Aren't, aren't those people gamers in a sense? Yo, well, that's the cool thing, right? It's right. like, it's, and that's the funny thing is like, um, when I was younger, you know, the, like the term jock, right? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Growing up, it was like, oh, athletes, they're jocks. I've started calling athletes just like sports nerds because yeah, it's basically it's the same thing. 100%. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Fantasy football is beyond it any is crazy so... game yeah. I play. Like, yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. insane yeah i yeah i i hear about the people going up with that stuff so i'm just like i just i full disclosure i have no interest in sports so yeah it's that's not fair. Thing, that's fair. like that's yeah fair. it's just like you're like that that sounds like gaming to me it sounds like oh. and that's, and that's great so. right right yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just funny um so how how have games really like impacted or influenced your life so uh yeah like they've been just like a constant source of like, we were talking a little bit of this on the bus, Sean, mm-hmm. how like, um, like games, you know, they used to be viewed as just, they were just like curiosity and then they became like toys and then they became, you know, like more of like a money, like a market. And now they're kind of becoming art. And this, yeah. you know, I, we were saying that maybe the shift happened around maybe like late 2010 or something. Mm. I think that's when the debate started, but let, I don't know. Like I, this is a philosophical sure, question. Sure. Cause I'm like, there were right. always art. Right. Like right. that was like the whole, like, I don't remember when well, like something like, e- like something like Mist is Ebert. just a puzzle game, but that's another you know that's like a very like there's ideas and it, like just the passive storytelling and like that's right. the, all attributes of like good art has passive storytelling. Yeah, where where well. where was it where we crossed that threshold where like now like things like Halo are like these multi billion dollar industry platform games. That's like, interesting. Yeah, maybe when when like, did that tipping point kind of happen? Maybe like X. Maybe even like uh, I don't know because like always Cause Mario PS2, PS2 was like it's. I mean, it's a legitimate like 
brand and toy. They're obviously making a lot of money off of it. Right, but there but were like, games on the PS2 that you could probably put in like the art category or like even like even yeah. really weird shit like Katamari Damashi. You're like I don't know what this is, yeah. but this yeah. is like stretching the boundaries of what we're, ta- we're talking about. And even here. now, like there's still a lot of indie. Like it's, yeah. it's almost like there's a resurgence in a sense because like you've got it's you people have more access to tools yep. and like oh yeah the internet things. like steam existing like, like you yeah can try exactly the economics have all changed stuff. so now oh like, yeah, you can yeah. Do right that sort of people thing, can right? just take risks create these crazy games out of like nothing right like league of legends i believe that's the game that was built off of a world of not world of warcraft uh just oh, like a warcraft yeah, mod right warcraft 3 there's a warcraft 3 mod right who, yeah, uh, that where it came from actually um or is that yeah did, did you guys go to uins or two i can't remember yeah yeah, yeah 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 do you guys know josh chittle no, no. He was he was actually an, uh, he was a mod admin for that original mod before it blew up. We Whoa. should probably talk to him. Yeah, that sounds like a... <laughs> actually, yeah, I'll, I'll send him a note. Yeah, okay, that's cool. awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just funny how like you know games can and and now like that's Le- that was League right that that came out of yeah or was yeah that yeah because was... yeah well yeah because it was that like style of MOBA and then League was like Riot was like hmm, money so. Uh, okay. right so there's this whole like and that thing is like beast in and of itself like right. that that whole genre of games is like kind of spurred on the whole uh, esports thing right esports. Oh, yeah. yeah 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 revolution so hmm. i said revolution a lot this episode have you i, I have not like been noticing <laughs> <laughs> not noticed once but all right good call um, it out <laughs> what's uh what's kind of like the best or worst experience you've had with a game best experience um oh actually this is actually an easy one <laughs> hey so yes. back when i was in grade seven or eight um yeah i i remember saving money from like summer jobs or whatever allowance to like go buy star wars battlefront the first version of that oh yeah that was a good yeah, game got it on my yeah, pc yeah. it was yeah, my yeah. first multiplayer game i played oh wow okay yeah so that was i remember just having a ton of fun with that one i started getting into, like clans and stuff there were guys i was oh, playing with so actually okay. i when i joined a clan so i was like you know that's like a natural thing you're playing with people you get to know them they become all like friends sort of thing. yeah yeah and um and this is actually kind of interesting too kind of like talking about how games affect you as a person um I was part of this clan. I was kind of like my home life was a little crazy because my uh, my younger brother he's uh, uh he's on the autism spectrum mm. and uh, you know that was you know there's craziness and so oh, it was yeah. kind of just like leave John alone in his room play this game he's happy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then it was always like you know that kind of life real life virtual life balance and like my parents in particular my dad uh, which is kind of funny because you know being a guy who built games and like yeah. you know, computers he did not really get the whole like socialness to online thing. Like he was a very, mm. very big nerd, but he was like a solo nerd, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I back mean, then the capabilities, like when he was working on games. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like that was just like a new thing and concept I don't think he really got. And like, uh, you know, back then it was all like, you know, the internet's pedophiles. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing but pedophiles. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's like, okay, that's great. So I, you know, one day they found out I was like doing, I bought, I got a microphone somehow. I think I might have convinced my mom to buy one or I bought one. <laughs> And then uh, they found out, they, they heard me talking upstairs. At first, they're like, oh, wow, this, this one's losing it. Like, you know, lots of marbles. <laughs> and then, uh, no, and eventually, no, wait, no, this is, he's talking on this microphone. I'm like, well, then, oh, my God, he is oh, getting man. catfished. He's going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. And so I remember they banned me from the computer. Uh, and because it was weird, too. Like, this is a really, like, raw story for me. Because it's like, I huh. had this memory of, like, just being a complete shit about it. Because, like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. it was, like, kind of my coping strategy at the time. Yeah. Like, how, how old were you? I was, so. Yeah, it was grade seven, so probably maybe like twelve or something. Wow. Yeah. So, no, that's yeah. Yeah. So like you know, I, I obviously it's like getting old enough where you're like trying to behave like more like an adult, but like no, but like your lo- brain is shit. flooded with chemicals. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like I just remember them taking away from me, and like I just Ooh. lost my shit. I like was screaming and like you know be like thrashing around and stuff, and it was yeah. awful. And like they poor parents, they're like, oh my god, we broke the child. Like, what happened? <laughs> uh, 
Um, but like, yeah, and then they just were like, <laughs> the word, the part that was worse for me though is then they were like, the reason we took this away is because the pedophiles are gonna get you. And I have this very vivid memory of like being in the shower like the next day and just being like, pedophiles gonna come. Oh, <laughs> my and it was like, I don't know, that was a whole fucking thing. No, so. that was that was our growing up. There was a period of time where like, yeah, yeah pedophiles around every corner. Exactly. <laughs> Watch yeah, out. The internet was a new scary. Yeah, what's the what's that saying? Like the the internet is just like children and men pretending to be women or something What's yeah that, that hmm. sounds pretty accurate yeah. the, the 90s version of yeah. the internet in um, the early 2000s yeah yeah so, sorry was that the best experience or the worst well, experience? So, it's yeah. a combination yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's an amazing so, yeah because star wars battlefront was the game that got me into like multiplayer gaming okay and okay. that was that was a whole thing mm. through i did like call of duty one two three four mm. like all those and that was huge for me i got you know i did some like i got mmos and stuff at one point and like mm. that was just like that was this whole other side. And then I think that too, that's just kind of with the time, like, so 312, that's like seven. So that's like maybe 2004, 2005. Okay. okay. That's kind of all like, you know, when you think about the context of the time, like social media is kind of coming out. People are spending more time online, getting more social online. So it's kind of all with that, you know, trend of like more people online sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. So like that, just in retrospect, I think it was just kind of like part of that whole wave of like, we go online and we hang out with people. Yeah, thing, right? yeah. And like, you know, that's not surprising for everybody. Like, you know, it, instant messenger like msn and aim back yeah. in the day that was another big thing which is sort of ungame related but still internet mm-hmm. no but it was yeah that was the whole thing of yeah just like oh i'm actually hanging out with my friends but it's sitting right. in front of a computer by myself uh, like to my parents yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah so what kind of types of games or genres like what what games attract you most like what, what are your favorite kind of games that's really so i okay so i'm a sucker for anything star wars i'm a giant nerd Fair. So <sighs> yeah. i yeah um i i've not played a lot of stars recently because yay and yep. a great job of representing the intellectual property so that's, that's been <laughs> awesome the new battlefronts are probably a whole other episode we'll get yeah. into i haven't even exactly. played yeah, them that's a whole just, deep dive i've just <laughs> followed the news and i'm like oh, yeah this, yeah exactly this, so. i thought the new I, I know that they screwed up the micro transaction. First one. Yeah, the then I thought boxes. there was a, a new one that came out. Then they, yeah, there was. yeah, they like. I remember there was just a big backlash, and they backpedaled and they changed it. But like, I, don't right. know. I just had, yeah, yeah. There were these things where it was pretty much like random loot boxes. So like, think Disney's emoji blitz, but like for progression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> did like, you ever get into Star Wars Galaxy at all? Yeah, I played some of that. That was a good game. Yeah, that game was crazy because like it was sort of like you know, a combination of Star Wars and Second Life. Mm, and yep. that, like, you could oh. build... I remember my friend had, like, a palatio estate yep. built. There were whole, place. like, player-built towns and communities. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, was awesome. And, like, all of this stuff that usually, like, t- in today's MMOs, like, would be bugs and people would, like, kind of work around, that people would just find these, like, weird... Like, I remember this thing about... I think it was, like, how the medicine worked or something in that game where, mm-hmm. like, one class, one profession of people was like the doctor, and you'd be like sitting in his own player made hut, and people would come up to him and like pay for his services yep, and stuff. Yep. It was insane. It was like, yeah, because there were like dance, like dancers had like buffs they would give out. So there was yeah. literally like social incentives to go sit in a cantina and talk to because there was like, it took something like 10 or 15 minutes for the buff to apply. So you literally had to sit there and like while the dancers doing the dance <laughs> thing, and you had to like talk to because you get bored, so then you literally would talk to people. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting idea. Like the mechanic actually encourages so like social socializing. Yeah, yeah between, between that and like hunting quankers, there were these <laughs> rat things called quankers. They didn't have they didn't have the know how to like make a variety of quests. It was just like the one quest you had to keep doing in this one place was like hunt these like rat nest things over and over again. 
Mm. I, I I called it quits after a few, but I had some friends that were hardcore quanker hunters. So. <laughs> Sounds like an analogy for life, really, aren't we all? <laughs> that's, them quankers. that's a pretty good swear. You just, you're, you're a real quanker. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. No, it's got a lot of sharp sounds. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Scruffy. Oh, so actually, it was funny about, uh, there was, I remember reading an article about the guy who built the game, like mm-hmm. the lead game designer or whatever, um, and he was really heavily influenced by this um, idea called, I can't remember, what the actual like charts called but basically if you'd imagine it like it's a little uh it's a little graph where you have four boxes um mm. in the top right corner you have um explorers which is one player archetype mm. the blocks below that you've got social was it social no you've got achievers and then next to achievers you've got socializers and then next to socializers you have killers and oh, then yeah, okay. I might be getting the boxes like no, I, I, alignment or whatever. Yeah, I have some idea of like the uh, yeah diagram you're talking about, and then like you're in whatever quadrants or whatever. yeah, exactly. And, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And like yeah, like, this was like a this was literal game theory that people like mm-hmm. used to design games back in like the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like oh. uh, uh, what are the muds multi user dungeons? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are that's like the theory behind how those like player archetypes all work. <laughs> and uh, the guy building the game, like they had this like our player archetype really in mind, and they really really trying to design for it. And that was like the idea of like you know you're gonna go sit in a cantina and watch a dancer. That was the like socializer component, and they, there's, there's all this really fascinating like social dynamics that happen because of this. Mm-hmm. Because there's this, I'll have to find the blog post where the guy explains it. But basically, um, like all of the players have different interactions and alignments. Like apparently, socializers hate killers because yeah. they're the most opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, like, basically, you have to have, like, there's, like, they actually went as far as basically calculating the ideal sort of, like, population balance for different mm-hmm. player types. So, like, you want a very, uh, I can't remember exactly what it is. You need, a, you need a fair amount of socializers, but too many and, like, nobody does anything in the game. Mm-hmm. You need, like, a decent amount of achievers to go play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you need small amounts of explorers and killers. Um, mm. Killers make everything interesting. They keep the achievers. They kind of are the, that survival push to keep the explorers or the achievers going. Yeah, yeah. And the explorers are the ones who like add a lot of depth and richness to the game. You can put little Easter eggs in. And they add, they really flush the game out. Yeah. Uh, and then the achievers and the socializers are more of your kind of like mass market, like you know, yeah, the larger the, buckets yeah, of yeah, killers yeah, sort of doing their thing. Okay. Mm. Okay. That's good. That's good yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There's a this channel I think we've mentioned on the show before. Extra credits. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, I've seen like that on there. Have, Have you ever heard of it? No, that's awesome. Oh, YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty much. Yeah. They go through like sometimes it'll be one game. Sometimes it'll be like a whole genre of games. Okay. Uh, like their ones on like microtransactions are really good. Like it's a whole. They've had like uh, years and years of videos talking about like. Um, mostly video games, but like just game theory. In That's general. awesome. Well, That's not cool. game theory. It's not. Math well, yeah, it's game like, theory, but yeah, like like recreational game theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But like, yeah, dissecting them and like, yeah, it's <clears throat> yeah. I think you dig it. I think you dig it. That's all. You know, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, extra credits. Extra credits. So, do you have a quintessential favorite game? What we've been doing a lot recently hmm. is you're stuck on a desert island and you only have one game. Like, take away all the restrictions of like you have electricity, yeah, yeah. blah blah blah, whatever you need, but you've got one game. The X-wing miniature game. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Physical game. I think I might have, have I talked to you about this on the bus before? A little bit. I've yeah. seen you pick up packages of X-Wings. <laughs> yeah, my, my addiction. <laughs> All right, let's get into but, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us more about the X-Wing table. X-Wing miniature game. So yeah, this is one of the really uh, interesting things. And so, yeah, again, there's the side tangent theme of like intellectual property. And I could go on about that for hours and hours and hours. But mm. one of the things when you look at Disney and like what they are pretty good with is they suck at making video games. They're pretty good about licensing toy shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, before uh, the changeover happened from George Lucas to Disney, um, 
this company called Fantasy Flight Games, which is this board game company, mm. they got the license to go build some Star Wars games. And it was like, awesome, cool. What are we going to do with this? So they went and they built this this older board uh, miniature game called Wings of Glory, I think it's called. And it's all like World War II, World War One. Yeah. yeah. Um, they basically kind of thefted the game mechanics and they put the Star Wars stuff on top oh, of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like you had a really solid game foundation with Star Wars. And it's the, the basic idea is you have... Um, these little spaceships there's like little plastic miniatures maybe like three centimeters long or something like that mm. uh, they sit on little plastic bases the bases have little notches in them and you use cardboard templates to actually physically maneuver them yeah and seen, it turned okay. it's so cool <laughs> i've seen this game played on youtube like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. But you keep, keep going i mean you guys better be careful because the next i'm just gonna like bring this over and we're all, <laughs> like, all right we'll keep, we'll keep we'll keep going yeah but uh it's um yeah it's this really cool like uh game where you yeah, it's all about maneuvering. So it's like this this sort of mm. continuous spatial awareness thing you got going on. And then uh, you have, uh, it's like simultaneous turn-taking. So the, there's four phases of the game. The first phase is the planning phase where you all, you have a little cardboard dial where you choose a maneuver. Mm. You put the dial face down next to the spaceship. Then uh, everybody does that. And then there's different stats the ships have. So um, the one stat is called pilot skill. So the simultaneous turn-taking is determined by pilot skill. So really skilled pilots like Luke and Darth Vader, they go last because they sort of have the privilege of mm. reacting to the game state. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the cheaper pilots that are just like your generic TIE fighter, they go first. Okay. And uh, so you go in order of initiative. So you take turns moving. And after you move, you can take actions. Okay. Actions are things like they grant dice modifiers. So you can, there's a couple different types of those. I won't go into that. <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> try to stay on topic as much as you can. <laughs> And uh, there's also um, repositioning actions, which give you more movement options. Okay. Yeah. And this is where the pilot skill thing gets interesting because Darth Vader has this special ability where he can use the force to do multiple actions. So oh. he can like get, you know, you might try to fly in and like block him with one of your spaceships, but then he can like barrel roll and boost around. And, well, I can't shoot Darth Vader now. Oh, he killed me. Oh. Like he's like mm. a real badass, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's this like metagame thing where you've got like cards and you like build um, squadrons and stuff. And, uh yeah like i'm kind of rambling a little bit but uh you have got the movement yeah so it's planning movement then you've got act uh the combat phase and there's this one technical phase called cleanup phase where some stuff happens and combat's just consists of rolling dice and they've got special dice and that sort of thing mm-hmm. but it's a really fun game i'm a huge star wars nerd so i love it right. i also love the physicality of the game components yeah, okay. yeah. and like that's i don't know yeah because we were talking about like i was asking sean before i came on here i was like is this just video games or is it board games too mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like like I love, uh, I love video games, but I also love the physicality of like uh, mm. board games and miniature games too. Would it? So would you trade that in for something where you could have like sort of augmented reality, like you could see it still oh, yeah. in real 100%. time? Hundred percent. I, yeah. I've thought about this a bunch. I'm just like <laughs> oh, the first okay. person to build a fucking like AR X-wing experience is going to take all of my money. <laughs> it's <laughs> good, it's sad. Okay. Oh, highway robbery. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that that game would be perfect for it. Um, is there anything about like the turn-based aspect that you like, or is that something that's like a hindrance? Uh, well, so what I love about it, yeah, is uh, it turns into this sort of poker game when you get really good at it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a like lot a about um, stages and exactly stuff. because um because you you know all the like there's there's hit uh, the reason the game is really interesting is there's hidden and uh, public game state mm-hmm. like again not unlike poker where it's like you're playing Texas Hold'em you, there's public information and you got secret information and you go around and you do this bluffing mechanic right yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. I think Sean might have a really good hand so I'm gonna you know whatever right mm-hmm. so um it's the same thing where it's like I know the moves for the ships i know where i am where he's going i can kind of guess what he's gonna do but he might have two options that are really good i don't really know which one he's gonna pick 
Yeah. And that's where you get into like this really deep, uh, satisfying sort of like psychological component to it where like you fly somebody, you know, they go into like the engagement, you like kind of get, you see his play style. He's a little bit, a little more defensive. So I'm going to go a little aggressive or he's aggressive. So I'm going to fake him out. And it's like, it's really satisfying that way too. So just like a lot of depth to it. And it's like a fairly, I'm not going to say it's simple because uh, my girlfriend refuses to play with me. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at the same time, it's not like insanely complex either. It's just like, there's a little bit of a learning curve no, to it, yeah. but like when you really invest in the game, it's very rich. So, yeah. hmm. but it's, it's interesting. Like you talking about, it sounds like they did a good job recreating what it would kind of be like in a doc, like in terms of like, yeah, the, you don't know where they're exactly. going to go. And, and it's like, yeah. Cause yeah. you think about like the archetype. That's, it's, I like that you mentioned that it's like, there's another thing with like the art of games. It's like in any art in general, it's like capturing the essence of something. Yeah. Like, simulation mm-hmm. or, but yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Essence. I like that. That's something. Yeah, that's exactly. Like. <laughs> One that's like, and that's why the game's so much fun is that like, I like the game itself is rich enough just to play in its own right. And then as mm. somebody who loves star Wars, it like, you know, just takes it that step further. And that's why I like, I think intellectual property is really cool, but then I also get mad about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to grill that, but the... Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. That was awesome. Um, so what what do you like most about playing games, like games in general? Oh, uh, I like that they're a reflection of the world. And it kind of just goes back to the games as art thing. So mm-hmm. there are many different types of games or many different types of games I like to play. I have, I have some categories. Like I'm not, a hu- I'm really not big on like sandbox games. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. Like Minecraft, like I played Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft for me is fun if I'm doing it with friends, but like I don't have an innate desire to go play Minecraft like on my own. Even if, mm-hmm. we, even if it's social online, I still don't want to do it because mm-hmm. it really at my core, my person, like. Like I, I am a creative person, but I like I'm a creative person who likes playing with like rules sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's I think why like we're probably you know we're all software engineers and like everybody has a reason for you know the profession they choose and like, that's why I kind of chose it. I think on some deep level is that like I like rules, but I also like kind of playing with rules too. So mm-hmm. uh, like kind of like finding the gray between the rules and like this is a good idea, is this a bad idea, and like having fun with it. And then like when you add like the social element on top, so you take all of that funness and you add like people in too, and then it's a very satisfying thing for me. And that's I think too why I maybe drifted towards like in-person gaming a little bit recently yeah fair is that uh it's really yeah like there's just uh like a human connection that you can't get with the you know online stuff sometimes like you can't get a bit of it and it's a different relationship but for me i just i really love that in-person element so that's interesting i i'm curious about like uh what was it open world games like Mm -hmm. especially minecraft like it was it like you learned the rules this was the system Mm -hmm. minecraft was interesting i don't play it anymore Mm -hmm. either but like i remember like the the survival aspect of it mm-hmm. was really appealing for a while and like the systems and you could keep right, building right. stuff and it gets more and more complicated and there was like these long kind of quests you could yeah kind yeah of like go the ender on. dragon or yeah like yeah 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 thing, which yeah. i never got to but and like i i dabbled a bit yeah i never got into it like mm-hmm. deep but now that it's at the point of like the thing that i like about it it's like that um it's like a template for other people to create games off of. Yeah. Like a lot of people are creating like just, just I, I watched one um one video of like somebody who's doing like it's almost like an escape room that someone made Minecraft thing. And it's like just the things that yeah, I, I like that it's sort of a creative outlet. Yeah. And yeah. um but yeah, I, I don't know. No, it's interesting Minecraft's... that we bounced off it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I don't play it either. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you play could... Sean or no, but I have a uh, oh yeah nephew that that plays it, and mm-hmm. he's just like deep into it. Yeah. Like yeah, imagine Minecraft when we were like nine. 
like well yeah that yeah exactly it's like it's like this open world like lego play it's, it's self-expression is what it is right it's yeah. like the same way like if you back in the day you, all you had was like i can go work the fields or paint some art like <laughs> i guess you'll become an artist but like now if you're like a 12 year old kid it's like cool i can move blocks around like legos and build some redstone yeah, and, and build it, a computer and like whatever the heck and it lasts doing. forever and my parents don't have to tell me to clean it up exactly oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty crazy Okay, nice. Um, anything that you like least like about games or gamers or that kind of oh, culture? interesting. Um, I like. I think games are like. Um, it really depends. That's a hard. This is like I. There's this book I read a while back where um, it's it was called the the pig that wanted to be eaten in ninety nine other interesting problems. And it's just like <laughs> this like little philosophy brain teaser book. Oh, that's in <laughs> it. I, I want to pick that, that up. That goes back to the core of the show that we don't even mention anymore. <laughs> like, it was like a philosophy in games. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's no, it's very true because it's like I think like if you talk about something like, do you think philosophy is a good or a bad thing? It's almost like not really a that's you can't almost like ask that question that's a like, very hard right? philosophical question right, right, I mean, yeah. Yeah. right but no i like that you ask the question though because i think it teases at some teases out something really interesting where it's like um like art or knowledge um games just kind of exist in their own right and mm. um like any other tool like technology is the same way right it's like is yeah. technology good or bad it's like well it really depends on the context and the application mm-hmm. right like um, yeah like uh the one of the best examples of probably a morally abhorrent piece of art is um uh triumph of the will is this like have you guys heard about that movie it's this like it's famously touted for being one of the single best pieces of cinema ever made like they like the the artist just nailed the art form okay but it's about the nazi regime in 1935 and it's a piece of propaganda oh you think about the moral ramifications of that film that film helps the nazis take over and all of that shit happened afterwards it's fucking horrible and it's like so you know if somebody you know i guess if somebody built a game and then donald trump decided to nuke the world because of it like that would probably make that game morally abhorrent like if it was Ooh. i don't know like could, could that no, happen that's like, interesting right? that's interesting or um yeah i know it's been interesting like um in this day and age of like we have pokemon go and things like that now mm-hmm. and how it's kind of led to just you know random stuff like you know people might start going into buildings or cemeteries or things like that where they shouldn't be because they're trying to like yes, fill yes. a game and they're kind of like negating the boundaries of they're taking normal. they're almost participating in something that would almost be like a ethically questionable action so like, <clears throat> right yeah i remember there like, was a story about some people going into like the holocaust museum because they were oh, people there was in there. and people you know there's there's two sides of that coin it's like well you know at least people are more people are coming in to the holocaust museum sure the, the thing that i really liked from um the book uh reality's broken oh yeah okay mm-hmm. um and uh jay mcgonagall's experience of like developing um she developed this game where you had to specifically play it in a cemetery okay and it was like this like you had to make poker hands out of different there's like symbols and stuff that you had to mm-hmm. like you know like a, a year was a certain year on a tombstone that counted like a spade or something or sure. if it had like a statue whatever so you're making these like you're playing ha- this game has to be played in a cemetery and so uh, at one point it's like kind of offensive like why are people right. going to cemeteries but her research kind of found that people aren't using cemeteries anymore they're public spaces that people aren't ever going into and they're mm. avoiding them purposefully so this mm. was a way to people and and what happened was and the the phrase i remember that i really liked was like um it kind of hits you sideways um oh. because you're in a cemetery you're playing a game and you're subconsciously taking in like death and like things like that That's you're, you're really in a situation mean. that you're not you're there now and you have to like reflect on it later on or in that time yeah. so like people are in that uh, for going back to like the pokemon Thing where people are going into the Holocaust Museum, like, mm. yeah, maybe it's offensive that they're going in there for a game, 
but then they're in there and when they stop playing they're like oh i'm in a holocaust museum right, like, right. and they kind of take that in and like all of a sudden like where they wouldn't have been there before now they're like forced to kind of confront it and stuff yeah. and so you know there's like you know two sides to that i think that's uh, still really interesting to touch on that like uh, side tangent just like graveyards are really interesting because our culture is like we think about like morality like it's a highly culturally sensitive because um in north america cemeteries are these somber things where it's like people mm-hmm. died here and there's like that sort of respect factor mm-hmm. other cultures have more of like a community element with like death like uh, yeah. think about like day of the dead and like you know latin american oh, cultures, yeah, right yeah. Mm-hmm. that sort of thing um and like like yeah that that is the only thing is like side tangent not gonna unpack that um but uh, what you're talking about too like going to like the holocaust museum like playing pokemon go it's like i think this is kind of one of these things where it's like morality is really like up to like each and every one of us to kind of like like do like and so if i it's like so like you said it's like highly contextual if i go into a holocaust museum realizing i'm being kind of an idiot walking around this like you know sensitive place yeah and then take it in that's probably a net good thing Mm-hmm. Even maybe I maybe misstepped a little bit. Um, if I walk into the Holocaust Museum and I'm like, I got a Pikachu, yeah. like that's not okay, right? Because yeah, like there could be people walking around. It was yeah, it's just, right. it, it depends on like as long as you're respectful, exactly. And like this goes with like a de- general principle I like to carry around that's called don't be an asshole. It's a pretty <laughs> simple principle, <laughs> yeah. But, that's, yeah, that's uh, probably yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. That's probably my core tenet. Not everybody. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I li- I like you, Quab. I think we get along. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story checks out. <laughs> oh man, man. That's um. So before we started the show, we kind of talked about um. You had three points that that you kind of touched on, which I thought were really interesting. Um, uh, when we were asking you like, what, what kind of interests you about games? You said like you like games for fun, games for health, and games for life. Do you want to like yeah kind of unpack that a little bit? Yeah, like, what sure, do you mean sure. by that? Uh, yeah. So um, general like, yeah, like I think games for fun are the most obvious kind of games right and i think that like everybody in the world right. is yeah. not surprised by what this we've been it's talking like, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah i play poker with my friends because it's fun whatever mm-hmm. um games for health is um again not super obvious to maybe our generation but like if you talk to our parents generation they'd be kind of like mm-hmm. right they're thinking about like you know uh this is something that is very obvious for like between leaf and her mom um when she was growing up she played world of warcraft with her sister and if you think about what they did, they every day they would come home from school. They would spend a couple hours on the computer together. They only had one computer, so they would literally take turns. Um, mom hate, hated computers for unrelated reasons. There's a little bit of a ludite about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I'm sorry, Mrs. Bergen, who's if you're listening, you're a great person. But she's never going to hear it because she's a Luddite. <laughs> um, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, no, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, she just you know she just didn't get it, and that's fine. Yeah, I get yeah, that. You know, my my dad is the same way. He there's lots of stuff like the microphone story where my parents banned me from that. They didn't get that either, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like, yeah, we're gonna be luddites too. Like uh, exactly, our hypothetical yeah. children are gonna be like brain linking around like that's yeah, exactly. Worst. Wait, you don't want an, <laughs> you don't want an ocular impediment? <laughs> Dad, you're so lame. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, <ruined> society. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're saying that was like more for her mental health well so it not at the start at the start it was just games for fun so okay. you think about it right like she and her sister just did this thing together yeah. and they love and think about it too like they're they're fairly different people but they're good sisters so oh, okay. they like you know they bonded they're playing this cool game yeah. it's a new experience for them like leaf never really got to play video games because again same sort of thing like they didn't have a lot of video games in the house yeah so it was a cool experience and she connected with like a fundamental piece of culture that is very much part of our generation mm. and you know um i've talked to her about it she's like yeah i'm a little bit sad i didn't play more games because it's a cool thing that a lot of people did uh-huh. it's like i had a similar experience like uh i was awkward about watching sailor moon when i was a kid 
Oh, yeah. like I was like, that show's for girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I watched Society The Secret is. a couple times, and I really liked the show. And like oh, when yes, we're watching yeah. it, it's such a good show. It's so good. <laughs> Tuxedo Mask, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say the one male character, but yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, Sailor Sailor Jupiter is my, my girl. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, we we have a Sailor Moon podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's whole, I, yeah, that's all my jam right now. But anyways, um, yeah, like um, so she like you know, basically her and her sister were having fun, and that's great. You know, and I don't think I think like, anytime people are having fun, that's an awesome thing, and you should encourage that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if they're like not you know doing their chores and like they're falling out of school maybe stop ha- maybe temper that a little bit but like mm. you know it wasn't anything bad and then um recently um like her she's been playing world of warcraft again where um it's been this really great thing for her because you know one of the things she struggled with is like you know more of like an adult is like she's you know she she does a lot of reading and um like movies and stuff like that but yeah. she kind of wanted more like an active yeah. um hobby and so she's been playing World of Warcraft again. It's been this great source of just like she's been a little bit more motivated. She's been talking uh, to her sister again. And this is like all these great spin-off benefits from playing that game. And like I've got a really well, you said Jimmy came on the podcast mm-hmm. too. And like my, I'm good friends with Jimmy there, and he has a whole story about how games were great for him. And oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like that's uh yeah, like really and even too, like myself, like just coping with some of the like the I lack of a better term like trauma of like growing up with like my younger brother yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know things got violent and like hard sometimes but like you could always go back and play games and it's just this like yeah. good coping strategy i think in some senses yeah. that's games for health and then the last one is just like the sort of when i say game theory where this is like the economic game theory or like the actual math game theory that mm-hmm. underlies the world so like before the podcast i was saying to these guys like mm-hmm. when i'm at my work and you know there's two like i'm on a team there's another team uh amazon is this really interesting internal model where um we sort of have almost like a mini like economy with inside an, a company kind of thing. Oh, so there's a lot of teams are very independent mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of negotiation and stuff that happens there. And uh, I don't want to get it too deep into that. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. But, but that um, sounds like a yeah. game mechanic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And exactly. It's a game mechanic. And yeah. it's like, I literally like negotiate, like negotiation itself is like a whole, like there's math on that. And, and so it's like, mm. you start thinking about these like sort of game theoretic concepts and you're like, wow, this is like everywhere. And like, um, mm. I think anytime you have any, competition they fundamentally game theory applies it's like mm. you either have a single agent and maybe there's well there's still game theory though because the environment is yes, with you. Yes, so yeah. i think mm. like you, you kind of can't escape the math of like games almost so <laughs> i think it's cool that we're as a culture just pulling this out and making fun things with it now so yeah yeah game gamification of things has yeah. you know become a buzzword in the last decade or so yeah because so. i think it really resonates it really touches on i think like when you think about how culture reflects the world like something like art has always been there right as a form of expression Mm. that like touches on like beauty and like you know ugliness and the sort of aesthetic like colors of emotion and then there's you know uh the scientific method is a reflection of the world because it tells us you know how the world works and how we can build things in the world and like games game theory and like games are like this dimension of the world where it's like people are getting to understand social dynamics and environment dynamics so much better because of it Mm. and what's beautiful about it is that you can be playing games from the time you're a small child and never understand any of the math, but it can make you a better person. And then you can be just, you know, like, I think like I'm a big math nerd too. I think math is like great. And so like you talk about like, how do we teach kids math these days? It's like, have them play games. Like yeah. there's math there. They just right. don't know what they're playing it. Like, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. Hit them sideways with the math. Exactly. Yeah. They're just going <laughs> to, we're going to clobber you with these math. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but no, it's, I think it's great. It's, uh, it's awesome. Nice. So, uh, very cool. 
think you hit a good point there. Yeah, no, this is uh, a very good episode. It's been a, been a <laughs> very, yeah. I'm just going to keep patting us on the back. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it when podcasts do that. We're, we're very good. <laughs> very good. I hope you all subscribe. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is really great content. I'm, I'm yeah. I would, all you made it to the end of this. I would pay money for this content. <laughs> I, I, would I would go on Patreon at insert Patreon link later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we're still good. We're still good. <laughs> well, what, what's our tagline? Uh, we'll figure this out. Yeah, we'll yeah, that's, this out. that's one of the things we say a lot. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, any other questions? I feel like we're coming up on yeah, it. Was there anything that we didn't touch on? Yeah. Is there anything you want to talk? I I have so many ideas. So I, you guess, tell me what's <laughs> I here, think like, we might have you yeah. on again. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I, I was thinking we should we should start doing a podcast. Like when we're all on the on the bus, we could do like bus. <laughs> oh, so, I'm sure Bevan uh, would love on, the gonna... sound quality. <laughs> I mean, who, who's doing an international bus podcast? <laughs> and Not who's gonna get arrested person. and go to Guantanamo actually, and never be little, heard from again? I bought a little microphone on Amazon for ten bucks the other day. Is, this is well, a good side thing. I've been wanting to do, I've been wanting to do some stand up lately. Like, that's oh, a whole nice. oh really? Hobby. Yeah. So I've been just like recording as I go. Like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Have you? You're friends with uh, Jamie Hush. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been doing stand up. Did you know that? Well, what? You should talk to him. You should talk to him. You should talk to him. Is there like a software developer to stand up comedian pipeline that I'm not aware of? Probably. Because I hear more and more, like, mathematically. Yeah, yeah. They're not getting their funnies out in the. Yeah, real world, I guess. It's a weird kind of like problem solving brain type. And I think there's probably a lot of overlap with. Well, I think. I, I have Comedy. a whole theory on this one, actually. Oh, like, let's yeah. get into it. We're, <laughs> we're never going to end. Sorry. Yeah, no, podcast <laughs> we're almost forever. Um, but no, I think, um, so you look at, like, social problems, right? You look at, um, this This might get a little grandiose, so if like, you guys think I have a mental Ooh. disease, I'm sorry. No, but, no, 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 no. Um, but, like, you look at, um, like, uh, what, like, so the question is, like, what does civic activism mean? Okay. So I remember going to university, right? It's, like, a big formative intellectual experience, right? You hear about, like, Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement back mm-hmm, in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I think everybody goes to, you know, I think anyways, like people who are like, you know, socially engaged and they want to like make the world a better place. There's a lot of admiration for that sort of thing. And I know personally, when I went to university, I had to kind of like romantic ideas of like, oh, there'll be like people doing the right thing and protests. And maybe like, I didn't, it's not like I wanted to go and like re- start a revolution, mm-hmm. but I was just like, maybe I can like, you know, take on a little piece of democracy myself oh, and be okay. a better citizen. Right. Interesting. Um, and what's funny is that because the world's always changing, like there is like, that's like, like the 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 color and the shape of the civil rights protests in the 60s is fundamentally different from the shape of how we have yeah social problems today right and it's like it's not to say that like racism is gone or something no, but no, it's but like the, yeah the, the the rules have all changed right like yeah. the game has changed in some senses mm-hmm. right where yeah, it's yeah. like um we're dealing with things like you know like endemic sexism and yeah. like you know what does it mean to be like gendered and all these sort of questions right mm-hmm. and it's like how do you tackle those issues like taking something like gender is like really just fascinating in its own right where it's like it's a whole like uh you know deep topic and it's like personal for everybody it's like how do you have when some when when you kind of like i don't know what you guys opinion on gender theory are is but i'll just do my best like kind of <laughs> <laughs> summarizing you know, it like, i think we got not... like a few other episodes but yeah, yeah keep have, going. We, have we touched on this uh jenna maybe like a little bit like a tiny tiny bit but yeah yeah um, yeah so like just sort of taking i I would say like you know the it's a spectrum instead of binary exactly right so that's you know like that's a core idea to like our society right now and how do you like think about something where it's like the civil rights movement where it's like 
you know, for flo- folks who were African American, yeah. like that's it was so visual. It was so it, on, yeah, yep. like I can see with my eyes. You're in this group. You're in this other. Exactly. Group. Yeah. Like it's a uh, for lack of a better term, like a homogenous group of people, right? Yeah, yeah. And now when we talk about something like the f- gender fluidity, now you have a he- highly heterogeneous group of people. Um, yeah. I've also done a lot of thinking recently on like uh, indigenous folks in Canada, mm. and like uh, we, people talk about like uh, this is a very for I apologize to anybody who's listening with a background to this, but like they used to call it the Indian problem, which is a horrible way to describe it. Mm. But there's very much this thinking of like, I'm a white person and I oppress this group of people. So now I will treat them like an atomic, you know, homogenous group of people mm. and negotiate with them. And you can't do that because every single tribe is different. Every single culture yeah. is different. Yeah, you sign a treaty with this person, but yeah, no, exactly. Like there's like 10,000 groups of people in this, like, you know, yeah. vast continent. And it's like, you can't yeah. say one thing and have it apply to all of them. Right. No. And so it's like, what does civic act- activism mean in the grayness of like gender fluidity and, you know, like indigenous, you know, tribes and all that sort of stuff. Right. And it's just like, I think you get like, you basically can't uh, talking about, it's funny. Sean made the joke about the pipeline thing. I think mm-hmm. engineers in particular, we build systems all day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're yeah, getting, go, to, go, 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 no, go, no, go. no, but this is exactly why I like economics because yeah. Uh, economics kind of like uh, software developers they're they're finding solutions to things creating mm-hmm. solutions to things but it's like in the real world they're a lot of their ideas will probably never get into play but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like in terms of like what makes economic sense because we have the numbers we're looking at the mm-hmm. numbers and then you change like social rules or whatever yeah, and yeah. then you change a the policy experiment. at the government yeah, pol- level yeah or exactly like- and see the numbers and like that is so appealing to me right right like in that same i think in the same vein that you're talking about yeah, yeah exactly and that's just it is like um i think uh when you start like the cool i think one of the best things about being a software engineer is the uh the world teaches you how to be uh, how to analyze systems mm-hmm. and we live in a very complicated world and the world is just built out of systems you yes, start seeing yes. all these systems you're like oh I mean, let's go start it's like, recursively complex exactly. like existence exactly. is recursively complex so yeah for anyone who doesn't know what recursion is first we have a page hey, like, it's like, it's like, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look up fractals on youtube yeah, <laughs> yeah but no it's uh yeah so i think i think that's probably why there's like i think engineers by this is something a problem i started to start a couple businesses back when i was just came out of school oh, and cool. like one of the things i struggled with is that like i had been so deep in like computer science theory that i had like business. no yeah like there's no business like i was like what do yep. i want to go build now like a compiler like that's really boring like yeah. cares about that? and i think that's like as you become a successful software engineer you kind of become cross-functional by definition you start learning about your business and the world around you yeah. and then you start seeing these other systems you're like i think i maybe want to go help you know tinker around and realign the you know alternator on like gender fluidity or something like i don't know it's like yeah. i think you're maybe special in there <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. no but that's yeah, awesome yeah, that's yeah. awesome like you're making me think more about it but yeah 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 i think there's a lot of uh, software yeah. people who just like oh, i will yeah this i make this makes sense yeah exactly I, this is clean i can find a solution to this yeah exactly the rest of the world's yeah, well, that's just it, on. and it's like yeah, we talk yeah. about like breaking down like categories and like that. Like, like you asked me to think like, do I consider myself a gamer? Right. I like labels. Like, I don't like labels because they kind of put people in boxes. Mm. And like you think at like something as we're trying to break down like things like gender roles, just another example. Yeah. Like, it's fundamentally just like stop putting people in boxes, please. Yeah, just yeah. stop doing that. Mm. And like, so as the world has less boxes, like as like you know, software engineer is like cool. I don't have to be in a software engineering box. And so I think that's probably. I'm not surprised to hear that like you know Jamie's out there doing stand right. so that's, that's awesome. <laughs> but it kind of it kind of goes, and I don't want to stretch this further back. I, yeah, um, we have a whole other show yeah. that we're starting but right it's now. like yeah that it kind of like hits the wall against like 
bureaucracies and government and stuff because government is very like check boxes like yes they are box oriented yeah yeah, yeah. and when you like we're kind of you're, like you're saying getting to a stage where our problems and our discussions are more granular than they don't fit into clean boxes yeah anymore. everyone has their own box basically and like how does a government deal with it's a billion people boxes. that are all yeah, different exactly. in that way it's it's dealing with it like at, like i think it's so important to like humanity's evolution yeah <laughs> we're go, going yeah, off yeah, do it okay we're gonna end real soon <laughs> sorry everybody for those uh, who, who didn't stay to the end of the episode <laughs> now i'm gonna so talk about evolution uh geez louise go um, go go but yeah like it was so important that we categorize mm -hmm. right like uh dark uh bad because yes. probably something i'm gonna die like yeah like yep. the ones who figured out dark bad is and like fire good and light good mm -hmm. like and those two categories um just survived or yep. then it's like uh, person looks different than me from different tribe. Dangerous. Exactly. Because back uh, in the day, it was dangerous. Oh yeah, everybody killed each other. Oh yeah, literally. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the stakes were so high. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that was so important. Uh, but then as time went on, we like things got more like, yeah, yeah, like and then there, there's the other kinds. Yeah, like me is good. Tribe good. Exactly. Like, and but yeah, you just extend that to complex systems, agriculture, blah 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 blah. It's a very important thing. But like as you were saying now, like if we, what's the world look like where the boxes are gone? Yeah, like, exactly. If I walk, yeah, like I don't even know like how I would function in that world. Well, I think that's but... it. Is that I think uh, go back to the math game theory of it kind of thing. Like uh, society function in top down hierarchical structures. Like mm -hmm. you know kings uh, exactly yeah, lords so and you yeah. when you build software systems right like it's uh it's like uh you think about scaling like at amazon we scale shit all the time right <laughs> yeah. you can scale up or you can scale out mm -hmm. so oh, okay yeah mm -hmm. so you can you can basically you can get a bigger database or you can like you know you can um you can think harder about the problem that's a top-down approach to things uh, or you could have more databases and you can have more people Mm -hmm. and that's scaling out and okay. i think like as the world gets more complicated everybody just has to get better at like scaling out and so mm. like you know back mm. in the day the model for you know society ten thousand years ago is like one a handful of really smart specialized people could run society mm. everyone else is too busy farming or like <laughs> yeah. gathering or whatever yeah 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 um and then yeah exactly but versus now it's just like the world's so complicated like you know someday if like i don't imagine we have antimatter reactors floating around mm -hmm. like yes. the guy who works at the antimatter store better know how to handle antimatter <laughs> you know and when somebody comes in like don't think about it right yeah no, no, like, no, yeah. No, that's amazing. Uh, yeah like if somebody if somebody, honey can you stop at the antimatter store <laughs> we're, right, so we're in the antimatter store in the year like 2085 and let's say that guy's racist yeah. And somebody comes in, he doesn't like him. He's like, cool. I maybe the guy's suicidal too. And he's like, I'm just gonna set some anti-matter mm. off. You can't live in that world because then North America just went away. <laughs> right? Like that doesn't make any sense. Right. So yeah, like how do you how do you live in a world of like increasingly complex and dangerous technology? Exactly. If everybody is not playing a part in like maintaining that sort of having the responsibility of treating each other and like respecting yeah. knowledge and all these sort of Yeah, we're going up another Yeah, like yeah. like I think like I think and I think I think to tie it all back, that comes yeah. to <laughs> that, that comes to the fundamental thing of like playing games together. And yeah, like learning that like, and I probably said this before. I'll say it again. Like the, the one of the great things about game, game playing, playing games with other people is like like nationalities, backgrounds, yep. genders, ethnicities kind of fade away, and you just have this common rule set where you can get along, play yep. along together. Hopefully. And yeah. the more we play games and interact and like learn how to work together, yep. the better society will be.
and fast forward it. You know? Yeah, we got we, otherwise we're gonna keep going. Yeah, thank you so much. If you, if you continue to listen to me. <laughs> oh man, I feel like this is a very well played episode. John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well played, well played, well played, John. Thank you guys for having me on here. This is great. This yeah, yeah. we'll definitely have you back. But is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything? <laughs> oh no, I just like yeah, yeah. Games are good. Games are great. And that's like I don't know, just like. Games are I, good. Games I, are great. All right, yeah. Follow us. Leave it there. I don't yeah, want. I will. I will tangent this show to death. So yeah, I'm no, shut no, up. No, now. We, no, it's, it's all good. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of content with you. Follow us on all of our social, social meds. Yeah, yeah that's we got the uh, Grasscast on. What are we up to? Instagram, Twitter. We don't. I have. We've not tweeted. Uh, <laughs> we, that's, we're that's getting a better at fire. it. Yeah. Are we? I don't know. Yeah, uh, literally Instagram. Instagram's the good place, right? We're laying the foundation. For our Owned by global empire, it's gonna be the, all these really awkward edits. Just but like we took the Twitter out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a website, probably. Yeah, what can I don't our, remember what the URL Squarespace is. Squarespace website. Squarespace help us. <laughs> sponsor, sponsor us. Sponsor, sponsor us. us. Yeah, yeah. Um, um and yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so until next time. Bye. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye. Well played. That was a good episode. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was awesome, guys. That was so much fun. Ah, uh, yeah, Thanks. man. You're, yeah, a, you're a great guest, man. <laughs> yeah, we got... Uh, it is like tangent, the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, we do that a lot.